You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode, episode 176 on this Thursday morning here in Australia. It's getting towards that pointy end of the year uh, when things get really, really busy. Our son Jack is a Christmas Eve baby, so he's actually got his birthday party this weekend. It starts to just to get into that really, really busy time with it's our daughter's last day of school today. It's Jack's birthday party uh, in America this time tomorrow with time zones is Thanksgiving. Uh, So, you know, obviously a huge time for that part of the world and for everyone who is catching up with family, who's doing stuff for the holidays. Obviously, hope that you are safe and well. This is a time, obviously, where it can feel like you want to switch off. And we'll talk about that more on other podcast episodes. But obviously, you know, there's there's switching off and then switching back on again. There's, you know, having that little break. And then there's switching off and then not switching back on again till January. And that's a totally different thing. It's also, you know, one where, you know, you don't have to eat everything you see and you don't have to say everything you think. They're my sort of two rules for the holidays. Like, you know, you don't have to eat every single thing in front of you. We we want to enjoy food. We want to enjoy company. Um, and we probably don't have to say every single thing that we think when we're around family and stuff like that as well, just to have a, a safe and, and happy holidays. Now, super quickly, speaking of, you know, Thanksgiving and then the traditional Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales and stuff like that, I'm not doing any sales. Um, just, uh, you know, I don't believe in like huge massive discounts because I feel it's a bit unfair on people who've already purchased the products um, other times. Um, But what I am doing is I'm going to do some Black Friday, Cyber Monday giveaways. So I'll be announcing those tomorrow on my Freedom Friday Live that I do in the Way Out community. So if you're not in the Way Out community, you're listening to this, you can join. Just find the Facebook group, search for it, um, you know, in the group section of Facebook add yourself there and we'll be doing a, like a live basically talking about the giveaways and, and how you can get some free stuff, some free business training through that giveaway. So have a happy and safe holidays. We'll be talking more about sort of building your business over the holidays and all, all that kind of stuff as we approach, um, you know, the end of the year podcast episodes. But today I want to talk about launching in a new country because Something just sort of has happened recently in our town and it was just, I was really thinking about it yesterday afternoon when I was walking the dog and, you know, I'm alone in my own thoughts. I do like that time to just sort of be alone in my own thoughts and was walking past a local pizza place and it really reminded me of, the you know, marketing and business and understanding an audience. And then it was sort of flowing into my head of like a, a podcast episode for launching in a new country because... Whenever our company launches in a new country, it's really exciting, right? Because all of a sudden there's, you know, a few million more people, tens of millions, 50 million, uh, like however many people, there's this potential massive new audience and a new audience who is excited, a new audience who doesn't know about your company, who doesn't know about your product. Um, And there's a lot of excitement and energy with that. And so we want to harness that. We want to take advantage of that and we want to maximize that. But often people can do the wrong way. And so, you know, looking at this pizza place, and I'll explain the story in a sec, but it really reminded me of the bad way to launch your business. So I'll tell you about this pizza story and then we'll relate it to your network marketing company and your network marketing business. And essentially, 
you know, we, we live in this, this small, beautiful, small town called Montville on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And anyone who follows me on socials or is friends with me on social, you'll see, you know, I post a lot of stuff of our backyard and, you know, walking the dog, post a lot of that on my stories. Um, but, you know, just the view from our backyard, we're very blessed to have this most incredible view because we live in this quite tiny little isolated town that's, you know, right on the edge of a, a mountain range. And so, Pretty much every single place in the town has this incredible view over the Sunshine Coast. You can see out to the ocean. Um, you know, I like to do a lot of workouts in the backyard and you see the sunrise and, and look at this beautiful view. And it's all fantastic. Now, we love the fact that it's isolated and you we, we love the fact that we can work from anywhere in the world, work from home, essentially. You know, one of my biggest freedom goals was always... You know, it's not about the money that I was earning, essentially, is that I could just earn money wherever I lived in the world. To me, that was a, really an essential level of freedom. How do you measure freedom? How do you quantify freedom? Well, I want to be able to live anywhere in the world and still earn an income. I want to be geographically independent. And that's what I you know, just struggled with when I was in traditional employment was that I was living in the same town and I, like I always needed to sort of move around a bit. Um, so we live in this isolated little small town and it's very beautiful and we love the fact that it's isolated. Um, and it has a very young family community. It's again, it's only a small town, um, but it's a very young family community. Now, one thing about it is it's also, there's a, there's a bit of a dichotomy where it's kind of a little bit of a, you know, both ends of the pendulum where you do have you know, young families, you know, young children, this beautiful little school there where the kids all go and everyone knows each other and, you know, that great little community. Um, and then there's also the other extreme of the town where because of its location, because of its sort of isolation, because of its views, and there's this beautiful lake over the other side. So you either, again, you either look over the valley or you look over the lake. Um, it's very, very popular for weddings, particularly very weddings, you know, a sort of little getaway, like a little, um, you know, lots of Airbnbs, lots of little sort of little, um, you know, tree houses and little getaways for couples for anniversaries. But it's a huge wedding population, a huge wedding destination, I should say. So the population of the town kind of like triples on Friday and Saturdays. You walk down the street on a Tuesday. Um, it's nice and quiet. Friday, it's, it's like just all these people coming into town for a wedding on Sunday, right? And Sunday afternoons, the town is just mad with all these weddings going on, which is cool. Like, that's great. And it's, you know, it's obviously great for a lot of the, the restaurants and cafes and all that kind of stuff in town. Here's the thing. So right at the top of the village and, you know, because it's on a mountain, this, this, there's this pizza place that sits at the top of the village. It's got a beautiful view out of the whole village. Like there's a big, massive deck where you can sit there and you can see, again, you can see the whole coastline. You can see a lot of the beautiful Sunshine Coast off from this pizza place. And it was a very simple pizza place. It was very, you know, just simple, good, hearty food at, at nice prices. And so it was super popular with all the families and it was super, you know, like it was, it was kind of, it was just part of the town's community that a lot of the families would go there. You'd take a bottle of wine or two and you'd sit there and you'd all get together and all the kids would eat pizza and you'd have these great Friday nights. It was busy most nights with locals just grabbing their pizza, you know, having a good time, having a chat, looking at the views, watching the sunset, all that kind of stuff. A little while ago, some new investors came in, essentially, some new business people came in. And these people came from outside of town and they came in, you know, with great goals and great vision, all this kind of stuff. And they came in and they sort of 
knocked down all the sort of older seating and, and remodeled it all to be very sleek and modern. Um, they, you know, they completely changed the menu. They sort of took away just, you know, the simple, nice, basic pizzas and, and have gone very, very advanced with their menu, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, they have just totally alienated the local crowd because the prices are just prohibitive for the, you know, the, the average family in this town, like a, a we, uh, I was walking past, as I said last night, and the kids did order a takeaway pizza for dinner, but it was like a small pizza is $26 there, right? Like a basic small pizza for the kids is $26. So to take your family out for pizza on a Friday night is now suddenly like $100 and $100 every week for the average family, that's just prohibitive. They've sort of taken away a lot of that charm because it, it used to have all the, the very close booth seating um, and now it's all just uh, sort of minimalist and sparse and modern and all that kind of stuff. And going past there every now, like every night now when I'm walking the dogs in the evenings, there's literally one or two people, one or two tables in the whole restaurant. And they've come in and they've taken something that appealed to the community, that matched the community needs, that really was part of the culture of the community and they've come in with this grand vision and it's exciting to have vision, right? But you've also got to understand your marketplace. And what they haven't done is understand the demographics of the town and understand the demographics of the marketplace, the you know, the budget of the average person. For the average person, $26 for a small pizza is just prohibitive. It was $52 or something just for a simple steak. Now, if I'm paying $50 for a steak, I want something more than just a simple steak, right? It's got to be pretty spectacular. And again, you're not going to take your family out for this kind of stuff. Now, you might get the odd little bit of crowd bump from the weekends and when you come in with a lot of the tourists in town, but they've just totally alienated. They've done a lot of marketing. They've done a lot of things. And again, they've they've sort of tried to put a little convenience store off to the side of it that again was selling you know, very artisan hand, you know, like handmade, like fancier sort of stuff. But again, it just didn't appeal to the town. It's great stuff in theory, but they haven't understood the market. They haven't understood the culture of a small little isolated little mountain town. So think about this with your business too, right? So, I mean, spoiler alert, unfortunately, you know, I don't know how much longer this business can take because can, can stick around because they're just... There's no cash flow, right? There's no customers coming in. No one's purchasing these products. But think about this for your business because what we tend to do is say, you know, I'm in Australia and let's say like France is opening up and it's like, you know, our company's going into France and population of France, you know, tens of millions of people like go over there and you've just got to find a handful of people and then it'll explode because it's brand new and exciting, right? And so what do most of us do? We say, okay, well, we're going to have a family holiday in France. We're going to go, we're going to check into a hotel. We're going to speak to the person, the front desk people. We're going to speak to the bellboys. We're going to speak to the customer service people, the HR people, uh, not the HR, <laughs> the, um, you know, the restaurant staff. We're going to speak to the taxi drivers, the Uber drivers. We're going to speak to every single French person we know and tell them about this exciting thing that we have. But the problem is we don't really understand the culture of French people. Now, I did French at school up until I think grade six or seven or grade eight, I think, until, you know, you no longer had to do a language. We had to do French and Japanese in our school up until grade eight. So I can speak broken, bro- incredibly broken French because it's, it was in like 1995 or something since I last studied French. So I can't really communicate with these people. And we spoke about this on the last podcast episode. Like you have to be able to communicate with people and use their language if you really want to attract them. 
I can't do that. And I don't really understand the culture of the French community because I've never lived there. I've been there a couple of times for holidays. I was there, you know, for Bastille Day once as an 18-year-old backpacking through Europe. And as a backpacker, you you see a very superficial level of the of the country. It was very exciting to see all the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. But I don't really understand the culture and the lives of an average French person, the lives of an average French family, right? So how can I really go in and market something and really understand their pain points, understand their struggles, understand what's best for them and how I can match what I have with what they need? Because that's marketing. Marketing is understanding the needs of your audience and matching what you have to their needs and to their pain points. And unfortunately, that's what this pizza place has done, where they have in theory, some beautiful pizzas, beautiful food, beautiful view, all that kind of stuff, but they haven't matched it to the needs of the community. And the needs of the community was to have very communal spaces, very you know affordable food and BYO. They sort of took away the BYO as well so that people then just weren't coming in with their six pack or their bowl of wine and having a, you know, a great community after, after school on Friday evenings and stuff like that. And we do the same with our business and we come in with great plans, but we don't match, we don't understand the community enough to be able to match our marketing to their needs. So if you are launching your business in another country or or your company is, I really want you to think about that and think about what would be better than jumping on a plane and flying to France and what would be significantly cheaper too, because these two guys running the pizza place, they've thrown a lot of money into this pizza place. They've renovated it. They've revamped it. They've changed the menu. They've brought in a chef. They've done all these things. They're spending a lot of money on marketing. They're spending a lot of money in the same way for me to fly Angie and the kids out to France would be a fair bit of money, right? But why not just say, you know what? Actually, I'm going to look for French people in my own community. I'm going to go to French restaurants and start communicating with French people, you know, French speaking people, people with French background. And I'm going to start just communicating with them and get to know them more. And I'm going to start to build my network of French speaking people, people with French backgrounds in my own community. Now, then I can start to talk to these French people about, hey, I've actually got this business that we run and we're actually launching in France. And do you know anyone who would be interested in this? Or do you do you know anyone in the entrepreneurial game? Do you know anyone in your sort of family or in your circle who is interested in online sales, who's interested in leveraging their social media, who's interested in, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is your product does, improving their skin? Do you know any hairdressers? Do you know any gym owners, all that kind of stuff in your circle? And they are then actually that sort of conduit between myself as an Australian who speaks English, who understands Australian culture um, versus the French person who speaks French and understands French culture, right? And they can act as that conduit and they're going to understand the economy of the local, the the average family. They're going to understand the culture of the average family. They're going to understand the needs, the health and wellness industry, the skin industry, the hair industry. They're going to understand all these things about people. Are they sort of open-minded as far as it comes with online um, businesses and stuff like that? Or are they more traditional in, no, you know, you have your family unit and you go to work and all that kind of stuff. They're going to understand the culture and really be able to find the people who want what we have so much more easily. And it's going to be able to build a stronger connection. You're going to be able to build a stronger network. You're going to be able to do all these things that you wouldn't be able to do by just flying in 
and landing in this country. And I remember, you know, years and years ago, like our company launched in Indonesia and a lot of people were as Aussies, right? As Aussies is like, oh, Indonesia's opening. I'm going to fly to Bali because, you know, I mean, Australians live on a, we live on a tropical island and we're obsessed with going to other tropical islands for holidays. It's fascinating, right? Like, I mean, I do love a beautiful beach holiday, of course, but I love going to see things that you can't get in Australia, such as like, that's why I loved living in the snow because we just don't get snow, certainly not in Queensland. I always loved snow-capped mountains and stuff because I can see a beach any day of the week. I don't need to always travel, but that's a side note, right? Point was, like, all these, you know, I've seen all these people in our company, like, flying to Bali, and they're talking to the taxi drivers, they're talking to the people working in hotels, and completely misunderstanding the budget of the local taxi driver in Bali versus, you know, someone who's got a, a sort of fairly premium business opportunity going on, right? And they're all coming home. Now, of course, I'm sure they all had fun having a great week in Bali and, you know, laying by the beach and sunbaking and, and having cheap drinks and all that kind of stuff. But none of their businesses grew. It was a nice tax deductible holiday. Of course, we all, all enjoy our tax deductible holidays. But from a business point of view, it was a total flop. It was a total waste of money. They would have been so much better finding Indonesian business owners or people with, you know, Indonesian family, Indonesian background, like Indonesian restaurants again, or anything with, you know, like Asian culture and getting to know those people locally here and getting a much better understanding of the Asian culture, of the Asian family setup, of the Asian sort of business mindset and entrepreneurial mindset and building that way. So that's what I want to encourage you to do because we can do these huge launches and um, you know, I remember one of the one of the, my elite mastermind clients we worked with, and he really wanted to build in another country. And he was spending a lot of money on Facebook ads and all this kind of stuff. And I was saying to him, like, this, you know, I, I don't think this is going to work. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help you, but I think we can spend our money and our time better elsewhere. And unfortunately, he got a lot of people to sign up to his newsletter, got a lot of people to sort of sign up to his lead magnet. But when it actually came to launching the product you know, 99 out of 100 of these people turned around and said, well, that's way too expensive. Like we just, we just physically can't afford that kind of stuff. Like this is the culture that we live in. And so we see people spend a lot of money, invest a lot of money in these launches. Companies invest a lot in these launches, but your company would have spent a lot of time understanding the culture first. And that's what you need to do. You need to be able to speak the language of a leader. You need to be able to speak the language of your customers. You need to be able to speak the language of your marketplace. And the best way to do that is actually to find local people in your backyard who can speak that language for you, who grew up in France for 20 years and then they've moved out to Australia to start a French restaurant or whatever it is. And you can have a great conversation with them, get to know them, enjoy, you know, some few nice French lunches and, you know, a couple of date nights at this French restaurant while you're there. There's your tax write-off, but get to know their culture so that you can speak their language because, Everyone in this town misses the old pizza shop and it's a real shame. And the kids still, you know, the kids, we always had Friday night was pizza night. It was just always the tradition at our house and the kids really miss that. So what we do now is, you know, we've, we've adjusted and we just 
invite a lot of the families around. We've got like the fire pit at our house and we, you know, we, we've got like a, like a, you know, stone based pizza maker and we've just adjusted, right? Where the families all come around and we all sit around the fire pit and we have a few drinks and we have Friday night pizza and we watch the sunset and all that kind of stuff. And we're doing it at home. We've recreated the community because that's what the, uh, um, the, the community wanted, right? The community just wanted family friendly cultural stuff. And these people came in with something fancy that just didn't fit. So Think about that in your business. Think about the next time your company is launching a product. Don't immediately think, right, there's our next holiday destination. What you can do is you can, okay, who do I know who speaks that language? Who do I know who has background there? Who do I know who has family there? I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to work with them. Then in three, six, 12 months, once you've started to just get your foot in the door, then go over and have your family holiday there. Then go and book a week in Paris and go and have your family holiday there. And by that stage, you've already got three, four, five, 10, 50 people started, people going, you know, you've got this small team that's going, then you can go over and do some business coaching with them, then you can do some business training, you can actually use that holiday advantageously for your business and make it a really great investment. But you're not just going there and throwing a heap of money and hoping to find a taxi driver who's looking for what you have, when you're not able to really understand their cultural needs or their languages. That's how we become better at marketing. That's how we become better in business. And that's how we become better as a whole industry. If we can do that, we can completely change our industry and we can really change how you build your business and grow and have great success. So finishing up the episode today, as always, that is my hope for you that this helps you with having more success in your business, with having more success in your launches and all those sorts of things. A new country is incredible. It's exciting, but there are challenges, right? And one of the biggest challenges is that when you first start in a country, you don't really have that field leadership yet. You know, the companies, your customer service team are still getting their, you know, building their experience. The companies, there's always going to be some little, um, you know, little hiccups and hurdles with distribution, with products, with, you know, postage, all that kind of stuff. There's all these kind of things that need to be ironed out. And in that meantime, people need to trust that, okay, this vision is actually going to happen. This isn't just some sort of fly-by-night company that comes and goes. And you have that trust, you have that community, you have that network already built up because you built it here with people who can speak their language for them, who really have that trust and rapport already. And if you can do that, you'll have great success. So hopefully you got value out of today's episode. As always, appreciate you for listening in and subscribing, take, um, downloading the podcast episodes, all that kind of stuff. As always, appreciate your support. I will he- see you. Well, you will hear me for another podcast episode on Monday next week. Hope you all have an amazing weekend. I'll catch you all then. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.